Today, the eyes of the world are on the Middle East as world leaders try to jumpstart the stalled peace process. What does the future hold for this troubled part of the world? We'll find out today as Pastor Albert Runge talks about Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Shalom, and welcome to Messianic Perspectives, a daily program where we look into the scriptures from a distinctive first-century Jewish point of view. I'm Liz Aiello. Today, we'll be hearing from Associate Bible Teacher Albert Runge as he talks about Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy. I'll be back a little later with information about a special offer, so have your pencil and paper ready. But first, with today's study, here is Al Runge. Thank you for allowing me to come into your home and to share with you a wonderful message of Jesus, our Jewish Messiah. I'm continuing my messages on Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy. And since I realize that many of you are tuning in, perhaps for the first time, I want to give you a short summary of what I've been saying over the past few messages. I began by talking about the tabernacle in the wilderness, that God had selected it in order that he could dwell in the midst of his people. He wants to dwell with his people. And also it was a place where atonement for sin could be made. It was a prototype of the temple in Jerusalem. Now the temple in Jerusalem had an added purpose. It was to be a house of prayer for all nations. So Even Gentiles could contact God by going to Jerusalem. And then we saw that the temple system was abolished because, first of all, it had failed its purposes. There was the corruption of the priesthood who had become non-believers. And also, Jesus brought a fulfillment of the true atonement for sinners. In Hebrews 9, 24 and 27, we read, For Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. But now he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. So he was a superior sacrifice. We discovered also that Jesus had predicted the destruction of the temple. In fact, that prophecy authenticated his ministry because he was a true prophet of God as well as the Messiah. And then we looked at the persecution of Jewish people from the destruction of the temple until now, and we identified that Satan was the true enemy of Israel. We also discovered that God is now building a spiritual temple made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe in his Son. We want to continue to study the present conflict over Jerusalem. Humanly speaking, I would love to see Palestinians and Israelis sitting down and making peace and living together in friendship. And my heart goes out to the Palestinian as well as the Israeli mothers who are weep for the loss of their children in this conflict. I don't take any pleasure in seeing anyone suffer violence, but I must share with you what God's prophetic word says about the great battle for Jerusalem before the coming of Jesus to establish his kingdom of righteousness. 
Now, Judaism acknowledges that such a battle will take place. They call it the Battle of Armageddon, where there'll be an ultimate battle between good and evil. Uh, they, uh, in fact, uh, a number of them believed that there was going to be two messiahs. And in, in the day of Israel's trouble, there would come a military leader that would defeat the enemies of Israel, but he'd die in battle. And so they'd call to God and he'd send the son of David from heaven who would ride on a white horse to save the Jewish people. Well, I believe that Judaism is confused because there's only one Messiah, Jesus, the son of David, who came the first time to die for the sins of the world. He then rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, where he's now sitting at the right hand of God until it's time to return. The day is getting closer when Jesus will come back and he will defend Israel. Now, the scripture gives us the the, the prophecy of this in Zechariah 14, verse 1 through 4. It gives the details of what will happen. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming. That's the day that God takes into his own authority. I will gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. So the Lord is allowing the gathering of the enemies of Israel, and the battle is already uh, beginning. There is a present struggle. Who will control Jerusalem? This is the prelude to the great battle. Recently, I read the Arab view. Uh, it was uh, the Egyptian president, Mubarak, who said, conceding sovereignty over East Jerusalem to Israel would trigger endless violence. He stressed that Arabs and Muslims would not accept continued Israeli rule over the eastern sector of the city. And then, of course, there's the Jewish view, dismissing Palestinian claims to the city. Well, uh, it's sad, isn't it? What a terrible day. But let's get back to Zechariah 14 to see what will happen. The scripture says the city of Jerusalem will be taken, the houses ransacked, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity. It will be the first time since 1948 that Israel will lose a significant battle. After a half of Jerusalem is taken, the armies of the world will be prepared to advance and destroy Israel. Zechariah 13, 8 and 9 captured my attention. Listen to this. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. My heart was so sad. For Israel, that in that day, the destruction will be so great that all their confidence and their military forces will fail. I felt like sitting under a tree and like Jeremiah, lament for my people, yet it will be when other confidences fail that Israel will cry out to God, and this time he will hear and come to their rescue. Look at Zechariah 13.9. This third I will bring into the fire, I will refine them like silver, and test them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people, and they will say, the Lord is our God. At the very moment of Israel's complete desperation, they'll call upon the Lord, and the Lord will come back to save them. Zechariah uh, 14, verse 3 tells us, Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fought in the day of battle. And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Now this episode is not the rapture of the church, 
That will happen seven years prior to his earthly return when he comes for his saints. But in Zechariah 14.5, we see Jesus coming back with his saints. Thus, the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. It's interesting that the Messiah is called the Lord my God. It is interesting that it speaks of his feet standing on the Mount of Olives, the incarnate Son of God. The Word tells us that the world will see the Messiah and his saints descend from heaven when Jesus places his feet on the Mount of Olives and he comes to destroy the superior armies of Israel's enemies in a miraculous way. Zechariah 14.12 tells us how the armies of the nations, with all their mighty weapons, will be destroyed in a moment of time. Listen to this. And this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongue shall dissolve in their mouths. Can you see that vast army? standing there ready to do battle, and suddenly their flesh just simply melts from their skeleton. Now we see Jesus as the Lamb of God in this day, but then we'll see Jesus as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and there'll be no question in the minds of the Jews that are left in the land that this is the Mighty One that was predicted, that this was the Messiah, the very Son of God, But you know, they're going to be shocked when they discover the identity of the Messiah. When they find out this one that they have not regarded, have not accepted, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus of Nazareth, that he is their Messiah. Well, you know, it's it's going to be a terrible day, but it's going to be a wonderful day for those who are left, that they'll see that he loves them. And oh, if Israel only knew how much Jesus loves them. It's exciting to be alive in a day that we see things coming together. And what should we do? We should prepare ourselves for his coming. And the way to prepare yourself is to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. In Luke 21, verse 27 and 28, we are told, now when these things begin to happen, we see beginnings of the prophecies being fulfilled. Look up. And lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. I want you to lift up your heads. I want you to see. I want you to understand what God's Word has said. Many centuries ago, we are living in exciting days. Be prepared to see Jesus. Be prepared to come into the kingdom of God through faith in Him. Well, God bless you as you think of these things, and may God bring you into the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Runji, and thank you, listening friend, for tuning in today. You've been listening to Albert Runji, our associate Bible teacher here on Messianic Perspectives, and his discussion of Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy. In this fascinating series of studies, Pastor Al Runji explains the pivotal role the city of Jerusalem plays in Bible prophecy. He says it's no accident that this ancient city is the focal point of world attention in our generation. If you enjoyed today's study, you'll be glad to know that our special offer this week is the CD of this current series of studies on 
Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy. And you can have this set shipped right to your door for a gift of only $12. Just visit our secure online store at MessianicSpecialties.com to place your order. If you would prefer to order by mail, just address your request to Messianic Perspectives, P.O. Box 345, San Antonio, Texas, 78292. To order by phone, use our toll-free order line from the U.S. The number is 1-800-926-5397. Let me remind you that when you order the materials we offer here on the program, you're not only enabling us to remain here on your station, but you're also helping us take the good news of Yeshua HaMashiach to Jewish people and Gentiles all over the world. Even if you're one of our regular listeners, you still may not know that we're much more than just a radio program. Messianic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries, one of the largest missionary organizations in the world. We currently have missionary families serving the Lord all over the world, including the United States, Canada, South America, England, France, and of course, Israel. So when you write, consider helping us with a gift above the suggested amount. We'd be very grateful. Have you enjoyed this edition of Messianic Perspectives? Why not continue to learn about the Jewish roots of your Christian faith by inviting a speaker from CJF Ministries? Call our toll-free number 1-800-926-5397 and we'll be happy to handle all of the details. And as always, when you're in touch with us, please mention the call letters of this station. If you're listening to our webcast or podcast, we need to know that too. I'm Liz Aiello. Join us next time, won't you, as Pastor Albert Runge continues our series of studies on Jerusalem, the focus of prophecy, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Messianic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries of San Antonio, Texas, and is made possible on this station by the free will contributions of our listeners in this area.